0: Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the Wellness Without Obsession podcast. I am your host, Maddie Elise, and I'm so excited and grateful that you're here. My goal as a certified personal trainer is to empower you to become the best, healthiest version of yourself by ditching diet culture, bettering your relationship with food, and stop obsessing about every single piece of food that you put in your mouth. We believe that obsessing over your health is never healthy here. We talk about all things health health fitness, body image, recovery, mindset, personal development, and much more, all in the form of short, to-the-point episodes that you can listen to on the go. I truly appreciate every single one of you listening, and I want you to hear my message. So without further ado, let's get into the show. Hello, everyone. If you guys are listening, I am so excited because I finally decided I'm going to be active on my podcast again. And I'm so excited because I love talking and just thinking about the fact that you guys are listening to my voice, hearing it right now—it's insane to me. So I spontaneously decided to film this episode. Um, I kind of just wanted to talk about what made me go all in in my recovery, like really go all in for the last time. Because I'm gonna try to—I'm gonna kind of start by giving you guys a little bit of background on my journey in general. So if you're listening or watching this on YouTube, you guys. Um, have a little bit of background on where I'm coming from. So I struggled with orthorexia, particularly like controlling the type of foods that I would allow myself to eat. Just very restrictive, um, just a very disordered eater. I tracked macros for a long time. So I knew I knew too much about what was in what food, how it would impact your body. I'm a I'm an exercise science major about to be graduating. I know too much about nutrition. So I, I knew too much. I knew too much. And it, it it spiraled into a disorder where I had so much fear around eating foods like pizza, fat heavy foods like cheese. Um, and everyone, everyone's issues with food manifest in a different way. But that was definitely um, the thing that I struggled with the most. And I struggled with this on and off for several years, probably around two or three years. It was really bad. What I would do is I would, I would get, really confident, really motivated and be like, you know what? I'm going all in. I'm doing this thing. I would tell everyone I'm going all in. I'm doing it. And I did. But at the same time, I would still not face my fear foods on a day to day basis. I would do things in a way where, okay, I'm going to go out and get ice cream with my friends, but I'm going to do that. And I'm not going to eat dinner. Like there was always some sort of safe mechanism to the challenge. And I would never challenge myself consistently. It would be like, oh, one meal out of the day, I'll challenge myself and then I'll work out to, you know, quote unquote, compensate for that Um, or do something to kind of make up for it. So I was never, I said I was all in, but deep down, I knew I was not fully giving it 100%. I was staying within my comfort zone. And that happened, that went on for a very long time. Until the point where, you know, I gained weight because I was still eating more. What would happen is I would still be restricting for like breakfast. I would restrict. I would eat a safe meal. Then I would end up binging later on in the night. And that's what caused me to gain weight. But the whole point of recovery and bettering your relationship with food, exercise, and your body is to avoid all restriction so that you can stop the binge-restrict cycle. Because if you don't stop restriction, guess what's going to happen? You're just going to binge and you're going to gain weight. But you're going to be at a higher weight just you're still sick, you're still mentally ill, and you haven't rewired those thought patterns in your brain that are associating food and exercise to each other. The whole point of going all in in recovery is to completely rewire your brain to get to the point where you can, you know, wake up and eat whatever you crave and not think, oh my gosh, wait, how am I going to exercise to make it for this later? Or While you're exercising, you're not thinking, oh, my gosh, how many calories am I burning? Oh, my gosh, um, I have to eat this much to make up for that. You know, it's just there's a point that you get when you're fully recovered that the two are not correlated to each other. And honestly, I never thought that I would get to that point. I never did. I never thought that I would be able to exercise on a consistent basis. Like I, I pretty much I try to run a mile every morning. Because it makes me feel good. It makes me feel strong. And it makes me feel so alive. I love it so much. But I never thought that I would get to the point where I could do that. And it wouldn't be related to food at all, at all. But it is, I mean, it's possible. Um, But that being said, (laughs) I just kind of went on a little bit of a tangent. But I kind of want to tell you guys, what was the thought process that went through my head that made me go all in for the last time? And I, I don't really particularly remember the specifics, but what the tips I will give you and the advice I will give you is I had gotten so fed up and so sick of it that I literally could not do it anymore. I couldn't. I I, I looked back at all of my Snapchat memories, which is where I keep all of my camera roll and my images. And I was like, Maddie, it's been... It's been years. It's not just been a few months. Mu- it has been years. And the one major thing that was motivating me was my period. I wanted my period back because I was cold all the time. I was freezing all the time. I was not sleeping well. I would wake up at 3 a.m. in the morning every single morning, not even hungry, but just wide awake. Could not fall back asleep for the life of me. And I know it sounds dumb. But it was, like, something that I missed because it reminded me of being a woman. Like, I felt like a little a little girl not having her period. I, I just wanted it back so bad. So that was one of the major ma- motivating things for me was I want to get my period back. Another thing was, you know, putting my life into perspective. That's five years. And thinking about everything, you know, my eating disorder stole from me and all these food rules and exercise obsession stole from me, I couldn't... Go out to dinner with my family, and I turned down so many invitations to go out to eat with friends because of it. And I I told myself, oh, I just don't want to do that. Like, I just don't want to. But I did. Deep down, I wanted to. But my eating disorder convinced me that I didn't, that I should stay home and eat my safe meal. That all these people who were going out and eating waffles for breakfast were unhealthy and stupid. But in reality, they were living their lives when I was sitting alone with no friends. And only thinking about the egg whites that I was going to eat for breakfast. Like, I'm being serious. But you have to really put your life into perspective. And for me, I was just honestly so upset about how I had lived my past. And I projected that into the future and said, listen, Maddie, if you don't change right now, that the last five years is going to be your next five years. And that thought, freaking terrified me terrified me and the thing is i always wanted to recover but i never found the c- courage to actually do it to actually you know do it fully 100 percent. because as i told you before i relapsed and then went and then binged and then relapsed and said oh my gosh i'm gonna recover again so many times probably three or four and that's the thing nobody tells you recovery is not linear at all at all but what I wish I would have known earlier is that all this time I thought I was recovering just because I was gaining weight. Yes, it's great that you're gaining weight. Your body needs to gain weight if you're under, underweight, under your set point weight um, for your body. But you don't rewire your brain unless you do everything that makes you uncomfortable. Everything. Everything. So I personally believe that the only way to fully recover, at least from orthorexia, is to eat every single thing that you are scared of. Everything everything, and do not even purchase safe foods. I had to go to the grocery store one time. I documented this on my TikTok. Um, It's Maddie Elise Fitness. That's how you say my name, by the way, Maddie Elise. Um, But with that being said, I documented that. I went to the grocery store, and I said, Maddie, you're not buying a single safe food. You're not buying Greek yogurt. You're not buying, I don't know what else, egg whites. You're not buying egg whites. Um, You're not buying any of those safe foods, because we're not doing this anymore. And so, I went to the grocery and said, I am buying everything that I wish I could eat. I wish I could eat. So I remember exactly what it was. It was a frozen pizza. It was croissants. It was pumpkin donuts. Cause it was in the fall. It was in like October. Um, what else? Some other, some other things, cereal, um, normal milk, butter, cheese, all of those things that I was terrified of. I bought every single one of them. Because, listen, you're only going to eat what's in your fridge. And, you know, I was in a very privileged spot to be able to go to the grocery store and do that. My bills, oh my gosh, when I was recovering, I would spend so much money at the grocery store. Um, But luckily, I was in a good position in a a very privileged and grateful to have been in that position. Um, So that's a luxury for sure, which, thank God, that I was able to do that. But with that being said, that was the thing I had to do. Because if the safe foods were in the house, I was going to eat them. And so if they weren't, You know, I had to eat. I had to eat something, so I was going to eat the foods that I was terrified of. Another thing is also just a thing that pushed me in recovery was, I said before, fear. But honestly, fear of not changing scared, scared me so much. So much. And it doesn't scare you because... When you're deep in the deep in the depths of your eating disorder or in your disordered thoughts or in your exercise addiction, it feels good at first. It does. I'm not going to lie to you. It feels good. Because it's like a dopamine high. I think they call it like, I don't know what they call it, the honeymoon phase of restricting. But it's true. You feel so much more superior than everyone else. And honestly, I was so judgmental. That's another thing. I, I hated the person that I was. Not like the person, the person that I was. I became so judgmental, so rude, so irritable, so... Just I had such a big ego for what? For what? And in reality, that's just not who I am. I know that we are all human beings who want to feel loved and deserve love on this earth. I am no better than anyone else. And I freaking know that now. I got freaking humbled in recovery. Um, But again, kind of associated with that, you know, my faith. I'm a Christian. Uh, That is a huge part of who I am. And I just had to think, like, who does God say I am? Who does God want me to be? What's God's will for my life? It's definitely not to sit around and skip out on all these social occasions and have no friends and care only about what my body looks like. It's just That's just not what he, he made me for. He made me to inspire the world with my journey because I genuinely think so many people need to hear my story. Because I was the gym girl. I was the gym, you know... I don't even know what they call it these days, like that girl or whatever. I thought I was, you know, the healthy fitness influencer. But like, that's not who I want to be. I don't want to be that because that's not who I am. I'm real. I'm honest. I'm truthful. I'm, that's not me. That's not me at all. So, you know, the first step towards actually going all in and recovery is admitting that you're not all in because you have to be aware of the fact. I knew even when I said, you know what, I'm going all in for the second time. I knew I wasn't. Because I still was scared of cheese, and I just, I just didn't eat it. I just didn't do everything that I needed to. I didn't stop exercising for a while when I, when I first went all in, because it was still part of me that I didn't want to give up, because I knew it was going to make me gain, you know, weight. And that's the point. That's the point. You need to gain weight. And I know it's freaking terrifying to you. Terrifying. But you have to. So you might as well, have, number one, accept that. Number two... Except that the body you're in right now is not the one you're made to maintain. Because if it was, you wouldn't be having these crazy food thoughts. That's number two. I kind of don't even remember where I was going with that. But you have to admit to yourself, You, you write down a list of behaviors that you do. That's what I did. Write down a list of behaviors that are eating disorder related. Or related to restricting. Or related to, you know, over-exercising. in. Put it on a piece of paper and stare at it and say, listen, this is disordered. I can't do it anymore. I can't. And if you have to slowly, you know, cut some of them out, do that. I had to cut them all cold turkey pretty much besides exercise. Um, actually, I did cut. I cut exercise cold turkey, but I faced my fear foods and extreme hunger first. And then I cut exercise for a few extra months. Um, and during that time, you know, my you can't rewire your your relationship between food and exercise. The association that you unconsciously have in your brain that relates the two together until you stop exercise and realize, okay, my body's okay. I'm fine. You know, I gained, I gained weight, but guess what? I needed to gain weight and movement is not associated, is not made to impact how my body looks. It's about how I feel. And yeah, those two months without exercise, they weren't that fun. They kind of sucked, but also my body needed that rest, needed it so bad, so bad. And I say two months, but it's probably like four months um because I stopped and then I was being inconsistent, but that's besides the point. It doesn't matter how long you stop. It matters that you finally rewired your brain to not associate the two together and if I had not stopped exercise i there is no way I would be fully recovered here where I am and you know I say I'm fully recovered, I still have bad days, you know, but I just don't act on what the what the thoughts in my head say oh they say oh why don't you run an extra mile like no I'm just not gonna do that because I don't want to do that it's not about my body anymore you know and you never truly get to that point until you're at your set point weight and I feel like once I've reached my set point weight the thoughts just kind of stopped I didn't really have the urges to move compulsively anymore I didn't really have the urges to restrict my food and I tell you that and it sounds crazy but it's almost like your body's like nope you know, we're good. We're fine. We don't need to stress anymore. And it's the most absolute insane, crazy thing to me. Again, I told you, I never thought that I would get there. These are just kind of a few of the mental processes that I went through. Um, So I hope that they can help you. Honestly, I hope they can. And you know, everyone's different. So I just want to say that don't compare your experience to mine and be like, well, she did this. So I need to do that. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a therapist. I'm not an eating disorder recovery specialist. This is just me sharing my personal experience, hoping that it can help you. So with that being said, I hope this helps. You guys can reach me on Instagram. You guys can DM me. It's Maddie Elise Fitness, spelled the same as the way my podcast is. Um, And my DMs are typically pretty open. I want to help you in any way I can. With that being said, I hope that you guys are excited to hear about what I decide to post in the future on this podcast. If you have any ideas um, or suggestions, anything you want to hear me talk about, speak about. um, Just DM me and I will look at my DMs and get back to you. But with that being said, I would love it if you guys would share this podcast with someone you know. I want this to help people. Again, as I told you, I feel like my story is going to absolutely change the world. I know it will. Um, So also give me a rating and review. If you guys are listening on Spotify, Apple Music, that would mean the absolute world to me because that's exactly how people find this podcast. And I know we're here to change the world. My story is here to change the world. And the only way I do it is with your guys' support and love, which I know you guys give me all the time on Instagram. But I would love your support on this podcast. And with that being said, I I hope that you have a wonderful, fantastic morning, afternoon, or night whenever you're listening to this podcast. And I will see you. Actually, I won't see you. I'll talk to you in the next one. Bye, guys.